So it is that time of the week again where we uh, recommend something to keep you entertained and informed and uh, generally just happy until we get to do that ourselves again next week. Um, uh, and last week I uh, recommended Umbrella Academy Series 1, Getting Ready for Series 2. Uh, I've watched the whole thing. B&T, I know you've only watched the first one or two. Um, I, I, I stand by my recommendation from last week. I think Umbrella Academy Series 2 is uh, is every bit good to, to watch. So um, uh, that'd be good. But that will not be my recommendation for the week. Um, B, let's start with you. Where would you like to, what would you like to recommend everyone to go and uh, check out? Well, last week I, I spent a lot of time in front of the uh, square box, uh, streaming websites galore, and I came across a movie that I hadn't seen in many a year. Um, there's been several um, additions um, to the uh, family of this movie. Um, Fast well, and <laughs> Close. Um, I heard the word family and thought it must be. <laughs> That's not a bad show. Um, no, I I gonna recommend the Terminator, um, the original, um, starring the one and only. Uh, you may remember him from such movies as Batman and Robin, um, <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger himself. Um, Suddenly, it makes sense. <laughs> It's it's a really, really good movie. And, you know, I'm so taken aback by the storyline. It still rocks. And it still it hasn't dated as much. Um, obviously, some of these special effects um, are kind of um, not up to date. But, you know, you can allow that. It's still a great movie. Um, you know, all the lines are still there. I'll be back. Um, and, you know, um, and, you know, I, I had noticed there were two characters in there, which I recognize from other movies. Um, the baddie from, um, Highlander. Um, he's the first chap who Arnold kills. Um, and, um, the, the baddie from Die Hard movies and Ghostbusters was in it as well, who I recognized. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, great movie. If you haven't seen it, where have you been? Mm-hmm. Um, and if you have seen it, go watch it again. Super That's, movie. That is such a good movie. B, which one do you prefer then? Uh, T1 or T2? I'm going to say the other one. You know, there's been multiple, multiple sequels. Um, we do <laughs> include yeah. Salvation and Gen Y Sis in this and various other ones. Yeah. Although um, each of those has always been a sequel to T2, haven't they? In, in reality, yes. <laughs> um, I, I'm going to go T1, definitely. Okay. Um, I, I, yeah, it, it's it's hard for me. I, I'm, I, I think I might lean that way as well. Although, yeah, yeah, both amazing films. But really good shout. T1's a good shout. And, and certainly doesn't get as much attention as Judgment Day as well. So if, if there's one to rewatch, it's definitely the one. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, T, now you've had two weeks to think about this. And what would you like to recommend to us? It's all I've been thinking about for two weeks, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to recommend uh, Injection, which is a comic by Warren, written by Warren Ellis with uh, Declan Shavley and Jordi Belair. Um, so it's uh, it's a kind of high concept sci-fi kind of comic where um, essentially the British government have brought together uh, a bunch of futurists 
uh, with all different specialisms to kind of think about what's going on in the future and what the world's going to look like, the future of human culture. You'd be interested in, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, real, real sort of foreign stuff that makes no sense to me whatsoever. Um, what's quite interesting here is that the, what they discover is human innovation is kind of tapering off, and the world is getting less interesting. And they figure they want to make it more interesting. And what they do is they kind of bring in together all their different sort of skills—a bit of you know shamanistic magic, a bit of AI, a bit of AI, a bit of technology, a bit of all of this stuff. Um, to create this AI to make the world more interesting. That AI then comes into life. And our story picks up uh, uh, a number of years down the line, way after this group has disbanded, where that all of that work has sort of come to sort of bite them in the arse. It's a really interesting, really interesting comic. I mean, it's got a little bit of sort of watch, uh, not Watchmen, sorry, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen to it, um, where it, kind of t- touches upon a lot of those, you know, classical archetypes. So there's a there's a Sherlock Holmes type character, there's, you know, there's a James Bond, there's a sort of Doctor Who, there's all of these kind of things that, that are hinted in there. And it's this great kind of mixture of of magic and and sci-fi. And and I mean Warren Ellis himself is also a futurist and he kind of brings all of this stuff together really well. Um so the first um the first trade uh, is a is a beautifully self-contained story. It's fifteen issues overall, but the first I think five or six issues, um, really really well told story, uh, and really amazing art as well actually. So that would be my recommendation for this week. Cool, very very good. Um, so my recommendation, I'm going to um, uh, quote a part, and you will have to see whether you can guess what it is. I'll give you a clue. It is inspired by. Uh, one of B's recommendations recently. Um, so, anal natracht of bias behad do shell diventa. No, nothing from me. Blimey. Scratching head here. If you were to say that that was the charm of making that was used in Redder Player One, you would be right, but that isn't the recommendation. If you were to say that that is the, the chant that The Undertaker used when he was the Ministry of Darkness in WWE, you would be right, but that is not the recommendation. Um, it originated in, um, it was the charm of making from Merlin in the 1981 Excalibur film. Yeah. Oh. Stolen by Morgana, played by Helen Mirren. Um, but that is the charm of making that, that created the land and Excalibur. Um, for me, still one of the seminal tellings of the Arthurian legend that uh, we discussed over the last couple of weeks with Kirst. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, a very, very different tone. Um, not one to watch whilst the family are around the TV, maybe. No. Um, depending on the relationship you have with your family, I guess. Um, <laughs> but um, uh, just, you know, it is just the most mystical, magical, wonderful, incredible film um so uh you know it's it's 1981 so it's 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 holding its age but um you know really kind of uh, gets uh, quite a, a, a serious and grown-up kind of telling of the excalibur legend um so for me that's the that's the pick it's a good shout i remember watching it and and you'll be chanting the charm of making shortly after <laughs> um, you know, I mean, if you're looking for for you know Disney princesses, and aren't we all? Then that might not be the one. But um, 
you know, it's it's a very very solid film. I think it is. Yeah. And that brings us to the end of another episode of Geeking In. Um, we will be back uh, same bat time and same bat channel next week. I don't think we are allowed to use that. We'll have to find our own version mm-hmm. of that. We will be back next week to talk to you even more about all the stuff going on and all the amazing stuff going through as we get closer to DC Fandom as well. So that's that's. Um, please continue to uh, reach out and get involved in the conversation about anything that we've discussed today at Geeking in Pod, um, and we will speak to you next week. So please look after each other, and we will speak to you next week. Bye bye. Adios. Cheerio. Good morning, good afternoon, all good evening, and welcome back to Geeking In, uh, episode number 52 of Geeking In. So next week is our one-year anniversary. Yeah. Yeah, that's big, isn't it? Um, um, your party host, so grab your bob and your beer or your brew, half for sugar and our milk just the way you like it, and strap in for us talking about some very random stuff. Uh, I am joined, as always, by the incredible, the invincible, uh, almost invincible, the infamous, <laughs> the futurist, the bold, the brave, our Tony Stark. How you doing, T? Hello, listeners. Hello, gents. Um, I've just realised it sounds like you're saying Hertfordshire and almond milk, which is very confusing. Oh. Half, half a glass, no. Half, half a sugar. sugar. But I'd, li- I'd like Hertfordshire with my almond milk. That sounds good. Hertfordshire and almond milk go together. <laughs> and not far from Hertfordshire, we have our Mr. Fantastic, our flexible friend, the pyjama prince that was promised... Prince of the Paws? I might have to build that in. Um, how you doing, B? Sometimes I feel I must be going mad. Hello, Jay. Hello, T. All the listeners, welcome all. Meghan Markle, Prince Harry. Hello, hello. Hello. <laughs> I can't breathe. <laughs> this show. T- <laughs> This episode took one minute and 58 seconds to go entirely off the rails. Um, is a special hello to... <laughs> 20... <laughs> I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> it's a special hello to the princesses. <laughs> who who may or may not have name dropped us in an interview this week? Not is the answer to that question. They they did not name drop us in an interview this week, and I think that's probably a good thing. 
Um, <laughs> but we do have listeners from Hemel Hempstead to Dublin, to Oregon, and even LA. Um, so thank you very much for, for rating, reviewing, subscribing, and sharing. Um, and... <laughs> That was our show, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Cheerio. (laughs) I was doing a good job of holding it together, but he's still laughing in the background. (laughs) Anyway, um, and at Geeking In. It's like laughing yoga is just us killing ourselves laughing. Yes. <laughs> <coughs> All right. So at Geeking and Pod. <laughs> Would you fucking stop it? <laughs> is where to go to get involved in the conversation. And I'm really scared about reading all the tweets about <laughs> enjoying peace singing after that. <laughs> So at Jude C fifty five says B is now the singing geek and the pause master. Um, gets better and better. I think we may have just broken that one. <laughs> what? Haven't laughed so much in ages. Made my day. Love it. Um, at Holbrace said uh, love the finale of One Division, although it was very emotional towards the end. Yes, there were a few tears. Um, also keep up the hilarious intros, B. They always bring a smile. Oh. Um, and um, we also had uh, a tweet from uh, at Tahid Tweets, which I'm scrolling to find. Uh, which uh, while you're looking for that, B, I just want to say I quite like that you're now pausing before you even start the song. <laughs> <laughs> the pause could be any. <clears throat> well, uh, so at, at Tahid Tweets said uh ending on a cliffhanger with no conclusion genius i've always felt conclusions were superfluous actually who even needs storytelling hashtag justice has no ending well done Tony. <laughs> <laughs> and whilst you are there telling us to to stop laughing at you for five minutes down uh, podcast um in our geeking in uh, profile, geeking in pod profiles, you will find our link tree link that takes you to the Teespring store as well as other places. And the Teespring store is where you can buy T-shirts, mugs, masks, maybe soon CDs of, of B's greatest hits. <laughs> uh, the cover is him there, and the titles "Why the Why the Big Pause." Um, uh, but uh, yes, you can you can find our T-shirts there, uh, various colours, various designs. And one one thing we love about working with Teespring is they are a really good quality, uh, fantastic quality T-shirts. You don't have to worry about you know having cheap T-shirts where the um, the uh, the sewing is 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 twisted so the T-shirt goes out of shape, or the 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 necks are um, all uncomfortable and rough. And speaking of rough necks. I thought you were going to go with bugs in a t-shirt or something. 
It's such a long time to get there. Yeah, and Bugs in the T-shirt would have been quicker, obviously. Um, Whilst we are talking about Roughnecks, uh, the Roughnecks of Starship Troopers might be getting another run out. So, um, ever since the 1997 Starship Troopers film. Such a good movie. uh, That has been a clamour for more. Uh, with many sequels and various other things coming through. But the one that is being talked about at length at the moment, uh, unsurprisingly, because it's the same with everything, is the TV show. Um, Nothing in production yet, nothing in development, really. uh, But that hasn't stopped people talking about it. And one of the people talking about is Casper Van Dien, who played uh, Rico in the 1997 film. Um, and he was saying that he would love it if Robert Rodriguez was in the mix. Yeah. Would love it, and I think he would be the perfect guy for it. Robert and I, when we were working on Attila Battle Angel together, uh, we're talking, about, talking to the whole time about Starship Troopers. I know he loves the movie. In addition to Rodriguez, filmmakers like Quentin Tarantino and Edgar Wright have professed their love for the prescient film. Uh, and Van Dien is endorsing the idea of any of them taking on the franchise. I think all those directors would be fun to have them come and do an episode or two or three or an arc or something like that. Uh, I think it would be great fun. I think that's the sort of thing that real, that the kind of thing where it's real filmmakers making the thing, that would be my goal. Um, talking about where he goes next in this, um, he, he says he'd like to connect the dots between all corners of the franchise um, I'm not opposed to the Roughneck Chronicles or the original 1980 cartoon movie that came out as it was all in Japanese or just the book itself. I think it would be fun to maybe put all the Starship Trooper universes. It would be nice to have old man Rico back. Uh, I think it would be fun to have some young blood in there, but still have one crotchety old man in there like me. Um, now, it wasn't until I was putting this together that I, I found out that this is based on a book that came out in 1959. Um, so a very old uh, franchise at this um, But, um, B, are you down for some more bug hunting? Yeah, was, <clears throat> the original was a um, great movie. Uh, really enjoyed it. Um, had some really fun elements, some out-there acting. Um Almost a cult classic, dare I say it? Um, I think that would be fair, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, definitely. The the, the sequels were absolutely abysmal. There were sequels? Um, <laughs> yeah, there were. Um, I remember seeing, two, is it two and three? Uh, I think so. There, there may be more, <laughs> but I stopped caring after number two, to be honest. Um, but, yeah. What was the one where they were in the military base and all of the, the bugs were coming at them? Uh, I, I've blocked it from my mind, to be honest. <laughs> it was so painful. Um, yeah, they they just terrible movies. Um, Are they just sort of like the, those budget sequels that they kind of mass-produced, those kind of things? Yeah, they, they kind of lived off the name and, and yeah. thought, you know, it was it's just going to make money, but it, it you know, obviously you need content, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, mean, it, I, I take it this is coming to HBO Max. So presumably so. like those were... <laughs> Paul Verhoeven films, the sequels, or whatever. Mm. Okay. Uh, no, so Starship Troopers 
two was Hero of the Federation in 2004. Um, the Rotten Tomatoes uh, review of this starts with horrendous piece of garbage that would be too, too kind to a descri- uh, description to Starship Troopers 2. Hmm. Um, there's also Starship Troopers 3, Marauder. Um, there's also uh, Starship Troopers uh, Invasion that came out in 2012 and Starship Troopers Traitors of, Traitor of Mars that came out in 2017. Wow. Um, so it's definitely been well represented. Marauder came out in 2009. So, yeah, I'm in about a seven-year gap between the first and the second and then... Uh, picking up pace ever since i guess um but yeah i mean a lot of love for 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 the dead bugs um t are you looking forward to to going again yeah to be honest i'd like to re-watch the first film again i, I was i was quite young when i watched it i remember I was like <laughs> really uncomfortable with it um probably like too young to understand you know like it's satire or whatever so it's just like oh, this is really weird we're just kidding you know whatever um <clears throat> uh, and also it was like uh it was just a film with boobs in it and that was very important to a young tea <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah uh no it's interesting I have questions about the sequels, which I guess is, is a question of how the whole thing could continue. Because if it is just, you know, the, the film itself is obviously this kind of massive, like, satire of like fascism and like, military culture and all that stuff, and it works as a film. Does that concept follow through to the sequels, or by by two are we actually just genuinely rooting <clears throat> for the for the guys? And if we're going to do a series with multiple episodes. Are we now taking it differently? Are we now like, actually rooting for the the genocidal humans, you know, or or do you somehow weave that all the way through into the the narrative of a series? So my memory of uh, number two was it was far more into your horror survival horror style um, setup of you know that siege mentality of they're in the the the, the outpost and wave after wave after right. wave are coming through and um far more into that um that could be doing it a little bit of a disservice because it has been a while since i saw it but um uh since the one time that i saw it but no it, it didn't have the the overlays um that made Starship Troopers so, um, so classic and, and what. So I guess I'm doing my yeah, part exactly. So I guess there's, there's two parts to it. Then. I mean, if we're just if we're talking about that stuff, I don't know if that translates to a series. I think you know did that just work in its time and it you know had the message, um, or are we just talking about we want to see you know space troop shock troopers battle um, bugs in space or whatever, in which case like. I mean, yeah, fine. I like I like sci-fi stuff. That's fine um, if it's done well. But you know, I feel like that stuff's done a lot more. And and, and the best sci-fi always has like a message in it, right? Um. Yeah, and I mean, I'm not sure what the themes of the 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 novel are. So you know, the the the, the that kind of subtext that we were talking about, that kind of those messages, those 
that kind of satirical element of it. I'm not sure whether that was in the original material or if that's more kind of a Paul Verhoeven mm. slant on it. Um, so I guess that's kind of that element of, of where is that baked mm. in? Um, because that would probably give you a little bit more of an idea as to where it would fit in a, in a yeah. series. I do. Uh, I recommended on the show uh, a couple of weeks back, a YouTube channel, Space Stop. Uh, and mm. <laughs> to, there's an episode there where they do like sort of battle anal- an, uh, battle analysis of the final battle of Starship Troopers and how insanely ridiculous every single tactic they use is and how it kind of goes against um, you know, everything they were saying. And, and it fits a, the, the ridiculous like themes of the film and it fits it so well. Um, but it's, it's really funny. It's just like... Um, are you suggesting that Denise Richards isn't a, a tactical genius and an incredibly well, great she, pilot? No, I, I think she's a rocket scientist <laughs> who helps James Bond with. <laughs> <laughs> who, who, who comes more that than once a year. Um, God. Oh, yeah. I mean, you've, you've given this character an entire a name purely based on making that one bad joke. Um, uh, and just for reference, 29th of September was Space Doc. Oh. Was your recommendation? Yeah. State so, you know, anyway, great analysis of of those final battles, and also Starship Troopers famously has the most ridiculous escape pod in all of sci-fi because it's just a big glass beaker that you can get thrown out of and get killed on straight away. It, it's there's levels of genius to that film that keep coming out over and over again with things like space dock and things like analysis that you keep seeing. Um, so I, I, I want this make this conversation makes me want to rewatch Starship Troopers. Um, I'm not so sure about um, a series unless I know more about it. I mean, obviously, Casper Van Dien is an actor that's not getting any big name work, and he wants to work with big name directors, and he wants to make sure his character is in the series. That none of that is shocking. <laughs> I don't know. Oh. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's a, it's a really great article of Casper um, uh, Van Dien would like to work with successful <laughs> <Exactly>. directors. <laughs> I, th- I think my character should really be in it. You know, I just think I just think it's right for the story. Do you know who really, who really gets Starship Troopers? Scorsese. <laughs> Scorsese really sees it. Uh, no, it is. It's it's one of them. Um, it's um, yeah. I, I think it'd be interesting. I think it's definitely one for the rewatch um, pile. Um, and speaking of that, we may be able. To, to live the dream and rewatch Avatar. It is getting a release again in cinemas oh. in China. In China. Okay. Thank God we're not in China. In China for now. You know, hopefully. Hopefully when we reall or is everything it, happens Is it up. not on Disney Plus? Okay. I think it is. It is, yeah. Unfortunately. But, you know, can't have <coughs> Endgame being that, that yeah, yeah, top yeah. film. Oh, God. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Um, I look forward to the rewatch of Avatar ahead of Avatars 2, 3, 6, and 12. <laughs> so we're going to do an Avatar Starship Troopers doubleheader. For that. We could do a few different space movies. That could work. Yes. That could work. Stargate, it, you know. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> All right, for context, I reveal some more trauma to these guys in the pre-show chat. I don't, I don't, I don't oh, even know if we need context. I think the, the, just the, the, the absolute reaction was... 
Bees basically caused me a massive mental breakdown this week. Right. I'm very lucky I'm here. By evoking the ancient spirits of evil. <laughs> How do I come back to the show? It's oh. um <laughs> it, it is, it's you know, there's there's lots of um uh, things for us to rewatch with, uh, you know, Starship Troopers and Avatar, um, all of the different planets that we could visit, and all the strange new worlds we could go and revisit. Um, and speaking of strange new worlds, Star Trek is starting to to amp up again, uh, with strange new worlds being the next one on the conveyor belt. Um, it is going to follow uh, Captain Pike. Uh, Spock, number one, and the crew of the Enterprise on their very early missions. Um, and they may be getting some additional cast members by the reporting. Um, it is rumoured that um, with all the, the love of Star Trek going on at the moment and uh, Paramount Plus making Star Trek one of their key drivers, um, a very good advert kind of talking about Star Trek through the ages, but it could be giving a little bit of love to an unloved corner of Star Trek. Uh, that being the um, 1970s animated series. Ooh. And it could be that under Strange New Worlds, some of the cast members from the well, animated well, series, some of the crew members, uh, could be coming in uh, to be... Um, crew members in the the, the uh, live action um, series. So the speculation is that Imres, um, uh, a female Caton, and Alex, a multi-limbed Endosian, uh, who are both uh, crew members on uh, the animated series, uh, may be showing up in Strange New Worlds. Um, T, as our huge Star Trek fan, um, how would you feel about uh, some of the animated series coming into canon? I guess I guess they're already yeah, canon that's the in a way, thing about, uh, but but being seen well, live action is canon. And that, I mean, the whole the Star Trek canon is really strange in that there's a lot of effort to try and make sure it's all there and it's all one story. You know, they don't just reboot it every five minutes. So obviously there's the Abrams verse and that's a separate verse, the Kelvin verse, but everything else is sort of meant to line up. Um, and then they go through to, you know, a lot of efforts to explain continuity, things like that. But the animated series, although not as watched and not as popular in theory is entirely in canon. Um, I mean, I, I think doing this show is a little strange anyway, strange new worlds, uh, because We've had an Enterprise show uh, of this exact ship, and it was amazing. And it was in the 60s, and it was right for its time. I don't know if we need this, or we could just do something else. Or are we just going off the charm of Captain Pike in season two of Discovery? We liked him, and we liked Spock so much that we want to see them on screen even more. Um, uh, but having said that, I'm not going to say no to any new Star Trek, am I? I'm just glad to get more Star Trek. Keep bringing it on, Paramount Plus. I'm, I'm well up for it. Uh, yeah, the animated stuff was great. I mean, partially at the time they couldn't, they didn't have the budgets to do anything big screen, and so they could animate pretty much anything. So um, 
seeing that stuff translated to real life would be awesome. I like that we need to, you know, sort of acknowledge things like the Guardian of Forever and stuff, all the stuff from the old series is actually somehow still there. Um, and that thing I blurted out about Robert April because I got very excited. So Robert April was the the very first captain of the Enterprise before Pike. Um, and I don't know why that was so exciting to me, but it would be very cool to see <laughs> very random <laughs> bit of trivia. But it'd be very his only appearance, and I think only mentioned was in um, uh, uh, the animated series, and it would just be very cool to see the the OG captain of the Enterprise. So just like most people in lockdown, you're looking forward to April. <laughs> um, B, how are you feeling about more Star Trek? How are you feeling about uh, the the inclusion of some of the animated series? characters yeah well we've seen it done in other shows i mean uh star trek mandalorian um star wars mandalorian i should say um <clears throat> so yeah it'd be good to kind of merge the universes if you like um expand it um yeah i mean discovery was fantastic um lower decks hit and miss for me um but yeah, um, always willing to give sci-fi did, a go. Did you finish Lower no. Decks? <laughs> <laughs> no. How far did you get? Did you go on after we'd spoken about uh, it? I, I tried, um, but I just, just couldn't, couldn't, couldn't deal with it. I was, I was reflecting on, on Lower Decks a little bit, and I was thinking one of the things it does, which only Trekkies will care about, is it puts so much effort into maintaining sort of that continuity you know, so the ships all sort of make sense and they feel real for the era and the history all kind of lines up and everything feels right for Star Trek. I mean, beyond, to be honest, what, way beyond what Discovery's done. Um, and that's amazing mm -hmm. for like big Star Trek nerds like me going, yes, thank you. But actually, if you're not that obsessed with it, you just want a good story and a good show and you're not going to give it points for oh, yeah, that ship does look like it would be an engineering ship. That makes sense. Oh, that runabout does look like it's an old runabout, great. Well, I, can, I can see why Lower Decks wouldn't have worked for UB. Mm. I, I, so Lower Decks had, um, I think, uh, you know, I, I know when we talked about it, I think Lower Decks redeemed itself with the last few episodes. Um, and it's one of those that, you know, it's it's, it's my one of my pet peeves, but it's that kind of you know mm. if you hang on, it gets good kind of thing. Um, in a whole kind mm. of I should no, I shouldn't have to hang on. It should be good, or you know, well, if you can get through the first two series of Dexter, the number three is really good. Yeah, but I have to put up with like forty-eight episodes of Dexter before I get there. Um, so yeah, it is that kind of um, uh, thing. But yeah, I mean, the last few episodes for me were the ones that. Uh, made me think it was it was good, and it, it, I'm not um, anywhere near the same level. So you know, a lot of of what you were just saying there, T, wasn't the the bits that were kind of ticking. I, I, you know, I, the things like the, um, uh, mm. the 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 triples turning up, and you know, some of the 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 more obvious Star Trek references, I I obviously got, but um, yeah, just just a little bit. Um, not not quite as as in the weeds as uh, as you were on it. Um, 
T, the next one we've got up after that is Star Trek Prodigy. Is that the uh, and the animated kids or um, uh, I forget the uh, Nickelodeon one? Yeah, that looks fun. It is. Uh, follows a group of teenagers who use an abandoned starship to search for adventure. And this one we have uh, Kate mm-hmm. Mulgrew reprising uh, Janeway. Oh. Um, that looks like so much fun. And it's so nice to be... And I, and I think Lower Decks did this already, but you know that Star Trek doesn't have to take itself that seriously. It can, it can just be fun and interesting. Um, you know, we've also talked often about how uh, a lot of the stuff that comes out with Disney has helped kind of gateway our children into some of the things that we're interested in um, and, and to build that shared interest. Uh, so, you know, that would be great. It's, it's going to be a long time before any of my kids actually want to sit down and watch an episode of DS9 or something, but actually something like this would be really great. It'd be really nice kind of connective tissue for uh, for things that we want to watch together. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I think I think it'll be a lot of fun stories. It won't take itself so seriously. It'd be nice to see Janeway again um, in whatever else she's playing. And actually, Riker's appearance in Lower Decks was so brilliant. And I, I mean, I, I couldn't stand his appearance, reappearance in... Um, oh, sorry. Spoilers, yeah. Tay. It's been out for ages. <laughs> oh, beg your pardon. <laughs> And uh, I hope he hasn't watched it. I uh, think we've just ruined it for uh, him. I, I take it it's in the episodes Sorry. I haven't seen. <laughs> yes. Okay. I was going to say, some characters reoccur. No, stupid no. Well, anyway, <laughs> there you go. You know, I think the appearance uh, in Lower Decks was handled so much better than appearance in, yeah, I was going to say other shows. Picard, Picard, yeah. In Picard, because it was crap in Picard. Uh, because they didn't take itself too seriously. And that's what this can do. Um, so the bridge crew of Prodigy is going to feature six teenage misfits, none of whom are human, which is the first for the franchise. I mean, Alien in Star Trek is human with funny hat on. It's not going to be. It's not quite a Star Wars alien, is it? <laughs> That's true. Animated series, though. Not, uh, not tied into having to do things I mean they explained in that way are they so why everyone's basically humanoid and human with hat on but yeah yeah basically budget <laughs> the reason wolves head change is they lost the prop <laughs> they had to make a new one they only had one <laughs> true story <laughs> It's all right. The Incredible Hulk had to explain why the Hulk changed shape, changed size because two different studios were working on it and didn't actually use the same reference yeah. bits. Which is why Hulk gets bigger the more angry he gets in the Ang Lee film. Yeah, apparently it was only when they started editing the the, the visuals back together that they realised that they could work on two different scales. Ang Lee's Hulk. <laughs> oh, Ang Lee, what did you say? What the hell was that film? Jesus Christ. <sighs> yes, Christ I from from good. Yeah, very good. I mean, it is better if you've not seen any of the, the, the Japanese wire work kind of kung fu films before mm. then. Um, a lot of the bits that everyone knew denied mm. about is because they hadn't watched anything else, but. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, 
yeah, I mean, you know, we 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 seem to have a fair amount of Star Trek in 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 the world. Strange New Worlds mm-hmm. is probably the one I'm least excited about. Um, for all of the reasons I worried about, um, Discovery, in the sense of yeah. it's got a finite ending, and because you are being so meticulous and caring with it all you're not going to do anything that that mucks up continuity you can't whack them into the future again you can't really whack them into an alternate universe or world or anything because firstly you can't and secondly that's that's just kind of cheap because it's it's just a parody of what you've done with discovery so you kind of know where that story ends um and whatever they want to do They've got a really narrow line in. So, you know, there's going to be so many characters they can't bring in because, well, we've seen their first contact. So why would they? It's also got a really dark sort of thing. Um, It's quite hard to deal with. Um, They did a a really nice uh, way of dealing with this at the end of um, The More Than Meets the Eye, the the Transformers comic I recommended a little while back. Um, and, And, you know, it's an old comic now. So, Spoilers, but for but you know nine year old comic or something now, um, where essentially the, something to do with quantum probability drives or whatever, and uh, when you engage this thing, uh, there's a possibility that you turn into you make quantum duplicates, and then one goes on to have a future, and one is just out there forever, sort of adventuring. So you could have something like you know Thomas Riker situation where these guys sort of essentially eventually create a duplicate of themselves um and one is one bec- one becomes the pike's tragic story that we know and one goes on to have really fun adventures um mm-hmm. yeah. yeah but you have to do that outside of the enterprise because if there's a duplicate uss yeah. enterprise also flying around then again, is one of those kind of what, and, and no yeah, one I mean, has it, noticed. I guess that. that uh, yeah, does that one go into the future? Does that one go into the mirror universe? Yeah, or or yeah, do you just Thomas Riker the whole crew? I don't know. It, it, I agree. It is it is a strange one to do, and I don't see the beyond people really liking Captain Pike. I don't see the appeal to this. Um, the crew looked cool. The, the, the set looked cool. I even wonder if it's a bit of a budget thing because they did the whole the whole like the bridge was just Discovery set redressed and did they did someone do some calculations and think yes whilst mm-hmm. we're not filming whilst Discovery is shut down for the weekends we can quickly film this on the same set and not cost any money. It's um I mean you know what I what I'd want from it is again what Lower Decks kind of parody is that, you know, every week a new planet, every week a new alien race, every week a new, you know, first contact in essence. Um, because that's that's the adventure, isn't it? That's the, that's the bit we're not seeing is kind of, you know, that, mm. that kind of forging of the frontiers. Um, but again, can you do that? Can you do that kind of budgetary? Is it, what's the story that hangs it all? Um you know, we know where the ending is because we've already seen the Captain Pike ending in Discovery. Mm. Captain Pike's seen the ending mm-hmm. in Discovery. Um, so it is one of those, uh, unless that's the drive, you know, 
a guy that you know has got that kind of cavalier attitude because I know how it ends. So I don't have to worry about what's going on here because I know how this ends. I know I don't die today. So that gives me the confidence of. I mean, this is the era wherever. where you know Kirk met the the was it the Greek or the the Greco-Roman gods, you know, and and the time traveling stone and all kinds of random shit and, and punched God in the center of the universe, right? So if you are going to have really fun, wacky stories, I guess that's the era to do it in. And you you can kind of accept, yeah, they forgot about all of Mm. it by the time, you know, the next generation came around because they forgot about all of it anyway. I don't know. Or couldn't report it because it was so... There was a great uh, novel about how basically no one believed any of it. (laughs) They were like, "It's it's all in Kirk's logs. And everyone's like, ah, sort of bollocks. So we're like, yeah, but all the, the crew will agreed with it. And they're like, no, the crew is very loyal. There's no way any of that adventure happened. <laughs> we shall see. We, we have more Star Trek on its way, and that can only be a good thing, we think. So um, uh, cannot wait. Um, and it might even, um, like Discovery, DS9, and... Uh, various others it might even make its way to the recommendation list at some point in fact i think so we've got as i look on this lower decks discovery ds9 have all been recommended by t uh q squared a a next generation novel um but uh next generation and picard and uh Others not yet, so we will see if they keep going through. And who knows, they may turn up on T's list this week as we talk about our recommendations. Um, We are going to have a conversation about uh, the last episode of WandaVision. Um, But before we do that, uh, just in case you've not watched it, I have a feeling you may have by this point, um, we will uh, do our recommendations first and then we will talk about WandaVision so you can switch us off if you want to remain spoiler-free. So, with that in mind, B, what's your recommendation? <laughs> so tempted. Um, I want to recommend. <laughs> um, I want to recommend a a film which is currently available on Amazon Prime, um, and uh, it stars Kate Beckinsale. Beckinsale. Okay, name right. That's the one. Um, Underworld. Um, about vampires and um, werewolves. Um, lichen, lichen. Sorry. Apologies, lichens. Um, yeah, so that's that's my recommendation. It's a brilliant movie. It takes me back to when I was younger. <laughs> 2003, I think it was released. Um, really great cast, um, great movie, lots of special effects, lots of fighting. Lots of blood, lots of swords. Yeah, it sort of came out at the same time as like Blade I really like and, um, Van Helsing and all those kind of films, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, sort absolutely. Got a good feel. Van Helsing that also has yeah. Kate Beckinsale in. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's 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 of that of that yeah. era, isn't it? Um, it's very of that era, in, and same with X Men to a degree, in the sense that it's all, um, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. and uh, spinny 
you know, a lot of Matrix um, mm-hmm. uh, influence. Um, but yeah, um, I really liked it. I I, I fell out <laughs> of the Underworld series. I think there's about 27 of them now. Um, all about her and her child so and yeah. various other never things. Not look, never um, not looks hot in black leather and therefore they keep making the films. Uh, basically yeah and and it turns out if you market vampires versus werewolves or lichens uh people will continue to to come in the same sort of way that um resident even evil uh, you know found a very very loyal audience for for all of those um so uh, yeah, I think Underworld, Underworld is a, is a, a great shout. Marketing um, campaign, I remember around it, uh, and a lot of like the history of of the lichens and the vampires and stuff was all on the internet before the film came out. So you could it, you could read all this lore way before you got into the film. And of course, the film doesn't barely touches on any of it. And I remember being like weirdly disappointed that you know these pages and pages of things that I've read aren't all explored in the film, and actually it's just a spinny shoot film. But having said that, I, I enjoyed the spinny shooting film. Apart from the end, the end was just... Did, it felt like a completely different film, right? When Scott Speedman turns yeah. into the super... You know. Oh, yeah, the... Um, yeah, because it's, kind, it's kind of going somewhere and it's building and it's about this long battle with the history and stuff. And then it was just like, oh, no, we're just going to do this instead. Yeah. And and kind of then weirdly opened itself up for sequels and then ignored part of the law that they'd set up and depending on who'd come back and yeah it got very messy very it's quickly. Still fun. I mean that scene where she spins um, around and shoots the floor and makes a hole in the floor. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, and I mean you know it 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 has that place for me like as we said Blade and uh, Equilibrium and. Uh, the you know there's there's a kind of a, a place where it fits for me in all of those. Um, definitely, I'll go I'll go next, um, and I'm going to recommend uh, from Netflix uh, a new animated series, Pacific Rim: The Black. Um, basically, uh, kaiju are overrunning um, Australia. Uh, so they all, uh, all the, the, the Jaeger riders, drivers go off to, to protect and fight so everyone can escape and run away. Um, and, uh, one of the survivor camps includes two children of a pair of Jaeger drivers, um, who are left, um, and, uh, the continent kind of gets, you know, abandoned basically. And there's outposts of, uh, survivors and these two children five years later find a training Jaeger and try to get to Sydney so they can see if they can meet up with their parents and be evacuated and hijinks ensues along the way um, seven episodes which feels weird um, very obviously more to come um, uh, quite dark in a, in a fair few places Um Goes places with the law, goes places with the uh, the story of it. Uh, kind of, you know, plays off uprising and a few other bits. Um, 
some bits are a little bit um, similar to other animes that you may have watched. How many times do they play the um, Pacific Rim soundtrack, the, the theme song? <laughs> so good. Not enough. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's it's a fun little you know group okay. of twenty odd episode twenty odd minute episodes. Um, so it, it's definitely worth checking out. It does, definitely kind of fills in some of the, the the lore and then you know adds to it in in some ways I like and some so ways. The reason I would want to watch that show is if you me there are but, you know, uh, beautiful scenes of kaiju versus Jaeger fights with the rain and the city and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Okay. I don't really want it. Mm. Some of it's quite clever. Some of it's some of it's you know if if you're looking for your your fix of animated giant robots versus yeah, that's monsters, yes. kind of works. Okay. In 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 most of the in in some of the episodes, it kind of works. When, when um, I, I still yeah, I still think it, about um, the time when. It's Did worth a check. Picked up that boat and used it like a sword. Like that scene just forever plays in my brain as just such a brilliant <laughs> thing. I can't believe I watched that in the cinema. That's just, I, I could just watch that clip <laughs> over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> and that's Maybe just do that instead. For the week. Thanks, guys. Um... <laughs> Tom and Jerry what, what is your recommendation I, I of the week and, and why have we left you to laugh if you have um, HBO Max and if you don't uh, I would like to recommend and spoilers for our next segment WandaVision uh, yeah um, so before you get into your recommendation of WandaVision um, although that was probably it, and we'll talk about it in a second. Are you recommend Tom, recommending Tom and Jerry in a way Just to watch Justice yeah. League early? Um, so this is the story that some people who have HBO Max and went to watch Tom and Jerry found that they'd actually coded Justice League instead. So Zack Snyder's Justice League started playing 10 days earlier than it was meant to be released. Which has led I to some clips there are apparently leaking now online. reviews online of Justice League from, because people have watched it. No, uh, I, they, 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 tried to, they, they took it down very quickly, okay. apparently. Someone bloody no. reported it, didn't they? But like, what's this? I want to watch Tom and Jerry. Which, to be fair, I think I feel the same way. <laughs> 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 Release the Tom and Jerry cut. <laughs> this isn't the, the the overly cartoonish action that I was expecting. <laughs> Did you see that? Though? <laughs> that that anvil just looks too CGI and not realistic at all. Release the Tom is grey cut. Soon. We are probably two episodes away from talking about Zack Snyder's The Justice League. And there are rumours about who we um, might be seeing in, in, you know, episode two, number two, if he makes a second one. 
apparently he wants um, the Joker and Mira to be far more relevant in the story. The four episodes he's releasing, or oh fuck off! No, as in part two of the trilogy (laughs) of four-hour films that he's trying to 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 release as we talked about last week uh, as per tahid's uh, tweet um justice league zack size justice for the league after four hours and two minutes of recuts and everything else apparently will end with a big cliffhanger leading into he hopes he wishes um Chapter two and chapter three. I really look forward to the the Twitter shitstorm after this comes out. I've barely used Twitter, but I'm going to that week. I, well, you know, Twitter is is <laughs> famous for owning where it's been wrong, and you know, holding its hands up to say this was wrong, and we 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 did this well, wrong, and we apologise. So I'm sure we will see some of that. Some people want to boycott. Um, but I mean, if he... the Batman. Because they feel like if no one watches the Batman, Warner will make more Snyder Justice League films. <laughs> I can't even get through the story. <laughs> really? Really? Oh, excellent. <laughs> we will get there. I, I mean, if he does want to make something with like nine chapters, he may as well just make a Disney Plus TV series like WandaVision. So let us uh, talk about episode nine and uh the series overall so after nine episodes long episodes the actual episodes were short but the the, the credits at the end were long and mm-hmm. deceiving every single time mm-hmm. uh we got answers to Did the question one division yeah. um before we kind of get into the, the specifics of the episode how satisfied are you feeling at the end? I'm very happy. I am totally, completely happy with the ending. Me? It's season eight again, all over oh again. My God. Really that bad? It, it, not, not to the same extent. Um, but we'll get into the specifics when we start talking about certain certain things during this certain episode um so this one picks up where episode 8 finished um uh agatha has uh powered up and has told uh wanda that she is a scarlet witch and she wants the powers for herself um project cataract has been uh, put in place and in comes um, the white vision mm-hmm. uh, and uh, we have exactly what we thought we were going to have which is witch versus witch and vision versus vision um, and everyone then flies around in a very CG style um, fighting um, how did we feel about uh, let's do vision versus vision first of all oh man oh man it was so good Okay, so many parts of it were so good, right? The the actual fight where they were phasing in and out of each other, and when he went after the um, the Infinity Stone and he phased through that, 
yeah, you know, that, it's so good to see like powers used beyond. You know, if you've got super speed, don't just run fast with it. What else can you do with that speed? Do you know what I mean? And seeing two guys who can face fight each other was so good. And then when it just shifted into the conversation about the ship of Thirsty, it was just like perfect. It was just like, yeah, this is actually how the Vision would fight. It, you know, um, this is a Marvel show ending, so you needed another splashy, splashy fight going on in the background. But yours is just the two of you in was it library? I can't remember. But in a in a yeah. room, yeah, having mm-hmm. a, an intellectual conversation about the meaning of existence and who really is who and what it all means, because that's how the vision would fight. It was so good. It was just the perfect way of summing up those characters and 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 what they would mean and what their fight would be. It didn't have both parts of it were brilliant. You know, the actual flying around stuff was was brilliantly done because of what they did with the powers, but then the nature of the conversation. Just, just perfect. I mean, you know, the, the the solution being a logic trap for what, in essence, is a computer. Mm. Um, you know, it does make perfect sense. Not maybe as as, as cinematic as as uh, you know, punchy kicky fly, um, but you know, it 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 it's a computer versus a computer. It would have, you know, that that kind of logic trap of you know, you're you're designed to destroy vision, but you know, who are you? Who am I? Elements of it. You know, I I, I do not possess the mind stone. I don't possess any physical part of of you know the vision. Mm. Um, is a really good kind of um, construct, and and uh, yeah, so it was it was an interesting kind of way to end. It also told um, a story, so it wasn't just here's the fight, but actually when you go away from that, you know, you think, okay, so White Vision, having had his memories now unlocked, has the memories of the Vision. And so, you know, when you move into the sort of the, the, the future of this and you get to sort of, you know, I guess when they bring that character back, um, it will lead on from this and there are questions, because it, it's still sort of open-ended, you know, will that just be a robot with memories but no feelings attached to it in the, the was that what the limestone brought or or will there be an emergence of you know the vision and this was just wonders creation in her own mind and that wasn't those questions being there has got me excited for when we'll see them again i guess in doctor strange too but you know wherever it is so it served a purpose it wasn't just a conclusion to this but it left you with important questions and i, and I loved it and you know it will be interesting going forward in the sense of you know what is that relationship with Wanda? Mm-hmm. Um, if you have the memories of loving someone, does that mean that you love them? Mm-hmm. Um, and and also, you know, we know that one of the things that Wanda said when she went to see the the corpse of Vision was she couldn't mm-hmm. feel him. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. If that's uh, and when when she when the Vision asked in Infinity War about you know what do you feel when when you you kind of feel the stone um you know what do you sense what do you feel she said i can only feel you so how much of the stone makes her vision um yeah you know there's there's interesting things as to you know in theory there is there is a wonder and there is a vision but is there wonder vision Me? The answer's no, because you know, without love, you have 
no feeling or you kind of have feeling without love or something like that i i i i agree the the, the vision versus vision was was very civilized say. <laughs> um it, it was fairly destructive for civilized but yeah <laughs> like they, they did kind of come to a a, a quite a, a comfortable ending didn't they yeah it's a very grown-up thing to do <laughs> um yeah it, it was it was really good um i loved visions uh the white visions entry um into the episode i thought that was brilliant um you know obviously everyone knew what was going to happen um and then you know the the I don't know the real vision, the the made up vision, uh, turned up, um, um, and yeah, and the fight ensued. Um, really, really great stuff. Yeah, it was um, done well, um, very sympathetically. Um, I thought the CGI stuff was was good, was very good. Um, the phasing, like you say, was was great. The um, choreographing was brilliant. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and then we had the. Sorry, just, you know you, the the amount of superhero fights that take place where you're just there going, oh fuck's sake! If they could just have a conversation, this whole fight is so meaningless, hmm. right? I mean, that's the whole premise of Batman versus Superman, right? Just just to think, <laughs> Martha. Martha, why did you say that? You know, and it just took it. You know, just hopefully they can never make another one of those things again because we'll always think back to this scene where actually, you know, no, they did have a conversation and they realised there was no need to fight. Mm. Very good. I mean, you know, the entire Civil War film is is based upon people not having a conversation. Um, he's, my, he's my best friend, so was I. <laughs> um, uh, but um, son of a bitch killed my mom. Um then we had the, the the children versus the soldiers. I love that little uh, um, Incredibles bit where they all got into their superhero poses. Yeah. That was a proper like yes. Oh. In- Incredibles is is has played quite an interesting kind of parody in in this, isn't it? All the way through. But wasn't that the heart back to the first sort of Avengers movie where they were sort of. Circled by the, I don't know who were they, the, the scrolls, Chitari, Chitari, mm-hmm. that's it. Mm-hmm. And they all sort of circled down and, and faced them together. Yeah, I thought it was very reminiscent of that. They always have that big yeah, moment, did... don't they? Like they, they did it straight away at the second film. So you had that everyone on screen at once at the one, mm-hmm. yeah, at the very slow motion, yeah, yeah. So, and yeah, it was it was so it was just so good to have it. You know, I, I didn't know how much I wanted it until I got it, and I was like, yes. Actually, this is part of watching a superhero thing for me. I need to have this moment. Um, and then um, we had the uh, Monica Rambo storyline. Mm. Uh, so um, we finally met Ralph. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> Ralph Boner. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> they built this up and all it was was a boner. <laughs> it's it, it it's a really weird there, there were a couple of really weird kind of fuck yous to 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 <laughs> fan theories. Yes, yes. Um and to take, you know, 
Pietro and Multiverse and X Men and Magneto and all of that and pay it off with a dick joke was yeah just just really strange um but yeah i mean it was it was marvel doing what marvel does which is none of your theories matter mm-hmm. um which both absolutely frustrates me because why tease me with a, a, a an engineer if if it doesn't actually mean anything at all mm-hmm. um and also i kind of appreciate because yeah i mean you know there are points where i think especially in the world that we're living at the moment we we sometimes need to have those boundaries redefined of no no your job is to watch my job is to tell you the story Mm. yeah says the guy who's who's been on eight episodes theorizing about what else could happen I mean, yeah, this this is this is always going to be a thing when with the weekly episodic drop, right? And we and we've debated this throughout, you know, with the I know your preference for the the one-off drops and stuff, and actually how people are going to build up theories and, and stuff like that. Um, and like you know, we all liked the, we all liked uh, Rise of, um, sorry, um, fuck's sake. The Last Jedi, last we Jedi. All like The Last Jedi. Yeah. And part of what that did is acknowledge that there's been about two years worth of theories building up, and I'm just going to tear it all down and tell a very different story. Um, yeah. But this was, yeah, it was a very clear fuck you with the whole Ralph Bona thing. And and that one, I mean, I wasn't as invested in the whole, well, my rocket scientist thing, um, I think. Um, but I was hoping that this would mean something, that Quicksilver would mean something more than just a nod to. Um, and I think watching it all back now that we know everything is going to be interesting, and it's almost it's almost worth a conversation once we've all done a rewatch to see how it all feels. If it feels like, oh fuck's sake, this doesn't go anywhere, or actually no, this is just a really nice nod to the fact that he was in the in the Fox films. Yeah, and that's it. I mean, in, in, at the end of the day, it's just an Easter egg, yeah. and it's it's nothing more than a little bit of fan service and an Easter egg. Um, but then why why throw the bones of you know? Um, guy, a fun devil spawn or whatever he said. You know what was that all about? Affectionate names for children at Halloween. <laughs> mm, really? Well, I mean, apparently, yeah. Um, but it, although you know, you've got the Agatha thing in there, and you know, she's a witch, which is you know part of the dark arts and blah blah blah. So there's still links to it. It's just. You know, the big stuff didn't pay off. Um, like, for instance, there is no Mephisto spoiler. Um, or is everyone Mephisto and it's still not been <laughs> revealed? Um, so it, it is. It's very weird. It's very interesting. It's, 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 it's very funny looking back at some of the, 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 the comments that had been made during the run-up that, that people kind of took and interpreted. So, you know, there was never a promise, for instance, when you look back, of a Luke Skywalker-level cameo, Mm. which is what we all quoted and misquoted. It was a conversation about Luke Skywalker as a cameo and whether there would be cameos within WandaVision. So like Luke Skywalker, there will be cameos, not there will be cameos akin to Luke Skywalker in in Mandalorian. 
I mean, I, I really like Paul Bettany just trolling the whole whole world <laughs> with his, I'm going to work with someone I've never worked for, and it just, I can't wait to work with that person. It's me! There are, there's a great interview with him um, on an American morning show. Uh, it's only a, a small clip, and we might try and find it, of him basically going, you know that thing where you say something which you think is quite throwaway and really funny, and then the world run with it, and it's like, you know, is it Patrick Stewart? Is it this? And you go, oh, God, that would have been brilliant. Um, and it is. It's just him kind of, you know, just kind of very, very kind of nervously kind of fidgeting in his chair because he made a joke that he thought was funny about how amazing it's going to be to work for him, uh, work with himself. And then the the internet did what the internet does. And he's sitting there kind of going, oh, God, it's not Patrick Stewart. It's not. You know, Ian McKinnon and it's not Benedict Cumberbatch. It's just me being me. Um, so yeah, it's 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 hilarious watching him kind of you know twist in in this whole kind of um, yeah. I, I just turns out you can't make jokes. I, th- I think I think it's it's absolutely brilliant. I think it was hilarious, and it's still hilarious to me. <laughs> <laughs> So then the coup de grace was the, the, the witch off with um, Wanda versus uh, Agatha. Um, so more spinny fly stuff. Yeah, that's the stuff I think I was least interested in because I just, oh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I didn't need to see a lot of it. I did think it was heading down to the I absorb all the powers, but your power is too great for me. And it didn't do that. So that was good. I like the callback to the actually I've been making the runes and and seeing her miss with those bolts. I didn't think she was making runes or anything. I had no idea. So it was so I guess it was nice. I like the little nod to um her shoes when the house fell on her. Um, yeah, but mm-hmm. I think the best parts of those fights for me were um were all the sort of the callbacks to the the, the other things she did. So you know when she threw the car like she did back in Civil War. Or um, she did the mind bendy trick that she did in um, uh, Age of Ultron. So she, you know she's yeah. got all these other powers that we don't we haven't seen in a little while, but they're not forgotten. And, and those are her bag of tricks. But she's constantly learning. That stuff was most interesting when they really got up into the sky and it was just like just lasers and flying and lightning and stuff. I I, I wanted a bit more story and. It's funny because that was done as the backdrop to the vision versus vision conversation, almost to say, if you're finding this boring, don't worry, we're cutting to a cool fight. And I was sort of there going, no, 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 fuck this. Show me more vision versus vision. I want to see that chat. But I mean, it was it was very good in kind of that juxtaposition of it wasn't just people flying, yeah. throwing laser bolts at each other. Um, but yeah, it was it was that bit of, you know, it felt, and, and you know, you could see it was part. You could say now it's part of a story, but blah blah blah. But it felt just like we'd got into random throwing shit piece of mm-hmm. the fight. Um, you know, no, no kind of logic overall. Um, you know, still a couple of plot holes for me. You know, if if the runes mean that their magic doesn't work, then how is Agatha flying, absorbing mm-hmm. her magic and mm-hmm. flying? Yeah. Um, so it's a little bit selective as these things are um but um yeah it was kind of the 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 
the weirder part of it. And then we had um, uh, we had Wanda take on her true form. Mm-hmm. I, I, How did you feel about the the outfit change? I absolutely loved the hair change. So it was just yeah. it was this little bit of humor. So you know, this big powerful things come up, and now you know she's she's changed her outfit, and it you know because it had all the sort of the bits from her previous costumes and stuff. This is her best. It's, this isn't the Scarlet, which is you know historical outfit. This is our you know. Wonder Maximus's outfit, um, but the fact that she also then thought to kind of give herself these nice curls maybe added that little bit of humanity to it to me. I just you know that's her, that's still her, there's still the kind of little bit of human vanity we all have. Um, that was a nice touch, and this bit I didn't pick up on myself, but I saw online. Um, there's a little um, uh, Infinity Stone shape like gap in her um, in her outfit. Where visions, you know, obviously visions' heart is missing. I thought that's a nice touch as well. Mm. Yeah, it was a great, great um, outfit, great reveal. Um, her accent came back. Um, yeah, that was cool. I thought that was a, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, that was a nice touch. Um, yeah, it was good, really good. Um, and then the 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 comeuppance the penance is that agatha becomes the nosy neighbor that she cast herself as. Dark. that that was beyond a level for me i mean i know she wanders walked out of this as now walking the line of you know you, we don't know where you stand you're not necessarily a good year although so I, did, I didn't quite agree with monica's whole hey listen i would have done it too don't worry about it it's all good oh you did a big sacrifice say no no no, no i don't about that but in particular, the punishment for Agatha just seemed like way, way too harsh. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a different level of locked up, isn't it? Um, and you know, it's 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 ideal in the sense of I know exactly where you are, and you know, we can revisit Agatha and blah blah blah. Um, or someone else can if they need someone who's got insights into the Scarlet Witch and the Darkhold and, and you know, the experience of, of fighting up against if, if they're finding it all a little strange. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's just a very, it is it's quite a bleak kind of um, decision to make, isn't it? That, uh, you know, this is where you it's, now It's live. just so much worse than just imprisoning her, um, which... I mean, I guess in the Marvel films, the villains usually end up dead, don't they? Rather than just imprisoned or anything. Um, but Apart from Michael B. Jordan, who's healing up and is going yeah. to be Black Panther too. <laughs> Your writing campaign worked, Jay. Well done. <laughs> and um, uh, Loki, you know, and this is the thing. So it is, you know, that kind of... Um, disposable villains isn't it and and they i think there's an understanding that firstly they need to be a little bit more three-dimensional rather than just you know kind of like oh i'm bad um and secondly there needs to be an ability to kind of have them come back so we've got uh zemo coming back in cap and uh, falcon and winter soldier we've got mm-hmm. um loki coming back we've got you know various yeah. ones you know coming back around because 
yeah, I mean, if, if, if you kill everyone off in one film, you run out fairly quickly. The reason these comics have lasted for the decades they have is because, you know, oh God, the Joker's on the loose again or, you know, whatever, rather than, um, you know, oh, well, and that's well, you know that. what? I think what tends to happen in the comics is when a villain is introduced, they are the biggest, scariest mofo that our hero can face, right? And then the hero faces and wins them. Yeah. And then the next time you see them, they're just like part of a team of villains or whatever, you know. So, uh, like when the episode where we talked about uh, the talk with Cisco about Hush and how Hush was just epically, you know, Bruce's opposite, Batman's opposite. And then since then, they've just never done anything with him. Um, I picked up a Justice League comic ahead of, um, I think it's Forever Evil, ahead of uh, um, the Snyder Cut coming out. And I saw um, the Black Lantern was on there as just a part of Team of Baddies. And the last I read Black Lantern was just, you know, he was just the ultimate epic threat uh, to all of the DC heroes. And just to see him as, oh, yeah, yeah, and now he's nothing. I'd rather he died at the end of it and then, you know, that they didn't use him again. Um, so I think yeah. there is something around don't dilute your villain after you've had, you know, if, they, if Thanos now turns up, but he's teaming up with uh, Loki, it'll just be so lame. It will really undo some of the power of Infinity War and um, Endgame. Yeah, you're right. And it's that kind of... Um... You know, they you get diminishing returns the more they they come back in. Um, but how you kind of work through that and keep them at least mm. relevant, whilst you've got so many that you know you've got basically just kind of you know, otherwise you are going to run through. I mean, in theory, um, Red Skull's yeah. one and done. Mm. You know, Red Skull's been such a. a a thorn in the side of Captain America, such a, a foil for him for, you know, mm. decades. Um, and in theory, he's, he's, he's one and done in regards to the, the, I mean, the Marvel films. And I know part of that's the, the, the contract and the, the, you know, who Hugo Weaving not wanted to come back and do him, blah, blah. But um, there was also that awkward conversation. Yeah, we never got to recast. see when Cap had to go and return the mind, the, was it the mind stone. No, the other stone. The soul stone on soul stone. To talk to Red Skull, which I would love to see one day. Um, Maybe he wasn't there. Maybe he doesn't have to defend it. But he, oh, don't he don't have take to this away from me. It's, it's giving oh, that, back. That's in my head, Cannon. <laughs> Leave it. <laughs> just, just a sign that says "Be right back." Back in fifteen. Um. So yes, yeah, so we end with. Um, uh, Wanda being reassured that you know no one will understand what you gave up Ugh. for them. Um, the the made up family that you had is what you've given up for freeing them from being your prisoners. Um, and then uh, yeah, Wanda wanders off to 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 learn more about her mystic arts. Um, Monica Rambo is is asked to see. The boss yeah. up in the stars, yeah, and uh, yeah, and that kind of wraps it all up. So I thought Monica Rambo's story ended a little bit weaker than, and maybe this was them trying to do too much. Like Darcy got one line, and she wasn't even there at the goodbye scene. Um, uh, yeah, Hayward just 
yeah, he's an Arsenal and we locked him up. That's the end of that. They, they were trying to do an awful lot, wrap up an awful lot, and a lot of things so yeah. I felt like I really brushed over. Um, yeah. I mean, and I know it's early in, but Monica's powers are already yeah. really bizarre and yeah. non-defined. So did she know that the bullets would stop? Mm. I mean, they, they were yeah. kind of just passing through her and, you know, that's, it, it's all very kind of like, you know, what's the, what's the, what's the, 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 the reason why we're seeing her eyes flash different colours is, yeah. you know, what's behind that. It was a really nondescript, undefined. And again, I know you can't do everything in the sh- in the, the shows, but um, you know, it, it's far less of a heroic stance. Again, she's defending imaginary children, but it's far less of a heroic stance if you know that you're going to be able to stop the bullets and that's just your powers. And, and you're in no physical danger compared to I'm throwing myself in front of bullets. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, Wonder's powers were fairly ill-defined for, for you know, still are actually. Still, yeah, that's true. Yeah, still. Uh, and they were even coming out of it. So they had um, when um, uh, when Cap was getting the rundown on on Wonder and Pietro, it was he's fast and she's weird, and that, they just kind of left it on that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but it, it it was a bit weak, and you know, I don't know. He wanted to see more Darcy. He wanted to see more Jimmy Woo. Less interested in Hayward, he became less and less interesting as this sort of went on. Um, Again, yeah. formulaic bad. Yeah, and especially when he just shot out the kids. And I know in his view they're imaginary kids, so it's not just that. But still, it was just what the fuck's he doing? You know, it was it was pretty ridiculous the whole thing. Um, but then Wonder's ending was fucking heartbreaking. The family's ending was heartbreaking. Yeah, and and I, um, I, I, I don't know where I land with. You know, you just put the kids to bed. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I would, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> They're having their last kids, and the kids are fading away. I I think that was quite that was symbolic kind of thing. I mean. You know how how else would they have done a taste tasteful way of you know watching kids disappear? I, I, so I from my point, I I don't know if 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 my kids even if they were imaginary were going to to disappear into nothingness, then I don't know whether them tuck, tucked up in bed away from me as they vanish is is. My ending, if you know what I mean. Um, and you know, as a story point, what they're trying to do is give Wonder and Vision their moment. But as a family piece, it's really hard to kind of find that balance between, you know, you you they're they're very at peace. I know this is a little bit kind of, um, uh, you know clutching a little bit but they're, they're they're very at peace at saying goodbye to their children mm. you know they they give them a kiss and they put them to bed and they walk away knowing that they're never going to see them ever again and it's just quite it, it was quite yeah. a weird yeah. beat 
So, you know, them fading into nothing in their arms, them all kind of curled up together and fading away probably feels more real to me than, you know, they're not going to be there anymore. But it's, yeah, it's odd. And, and you know, it's imaginary children. And, and the thing is, at that point, she'd kind of come to the, the the acceptance that all of them were imaginary and none of them were were, were going to stay. Well, you mm-hmm. know, she, she had that line, right? So she just said, um, thank you for choosing to be my children. Yeah, which is interesting. And, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know if I forgot about that line up until... You know, you had the voices at the end again, the end credit scene, where mm-hmm. you know it, yeah, it means something more. Yeah, wasn't there something about seeing each other again? Um, wasn't that with with vision? Yeah, that vision. was with vision because yeah. they've said goodbye before. Yeah. Yeah, it's all it's all very strange, as it's meant to be, as it's designed to be. Um, yeah, it was quite yeah. um, quite emotional. It was, it was. So, B, why is it season eight all over again? Because when do these people understand? I want a fucking happy ending. <laughs> Yeah, I don't want none of this shit that I feel like oh, I want to no. top myself. It's it's I, I you know I I watch Marvel. I I love Marvel. I love DC for pure escapism. I don't want to be watching something where I feel like absolute crap because you know Wanda has had a shit life, um, and you know fate has shitted on her again you know it's 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 terrible uh, it really I is terrible away too easy to be honest be why because i don't know i i i, I mean I, I i like the fact that now she's walked away morally gray but monica's whole hey listen I would have done the same thing. Everything you did was perfectly understandable. Listen, you made the greatest sacrifice to free these guys. Like, no, dude. These people were in pain. You had someone's daughter locked in a closet whilst she was forced to play your little mind game where she was semi-aware of it. You know, imagine the torture these people were going through for... I mean, I don't, I don't know how long the whole Westry incident was, but that's... All, all you really got out of it is some dirty looks... And you've got to go live in a cabin somewhere. Um, and also your husband or you know someone with your husband's memories out there and your kids are calling you back. I, I feel like there, there is more comeuppance for Wanda. And, you know, not saying she's... Because she is just a subject of trauma and she's just been through so much shit, absolutely. Mm. Um, and this would be part of part of her next part of trauma would be, oh my God, I can't believe I ended up as part of my breakdown did such horrible things. 
Um, but instead, it's now I'm just going to go, you know, drink tea while my astral form reads some books and becomes a stronger witch. Yeah, it's. I mean, I, 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 I get the point of um, not a happy ending. Um, and you know, the, the big bad is grief, and and you know, she's kind of worked through that in some sort of ways and let go of it. But it is, it's one of those kind of weird. You know, she she got forgiven for taking an entire town hostage. Mm. fairly easily um there wasn't a great amount of repentance in it um so it is a weird setup it's a weird kind of you know what happens next kind of piece um you know she's off the grid except she's you know doing all kinds of crazy magic so she's going to be lighting up mm-hmm. like a christmas tree um so it's, yeah it's going to be it's going to be an interesting one to kind of see what happens next but it is it, you know it, it was a um it was a heart-wrenching ending in a lot of ways um which i think it needed to be because of the story they were telling but it you know it's a to to B's point, was it entertaining? Yes. Was it uplifting? No. And one of the conversations we had at length was uh, prior to, to, to pressing record today was about things like, um, you know, Ted Lasso and and Shit's Creek and Superstore and just stuff that's nice because there's lots of stuff that isn't. Um, so it is. It's that weird, and and you know, it's. I don't quite know if Winter Soldier and Falcon give us that either, because you know the the, the meme that's running round that is is bang on the money is you know needs therapy gets given a TV show, because <laughs> um, you know all of these are, are 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 people in desperate need of of psychiatric support rather than you know what. <laughs> <laughs> what we seem to be giving them um so yeah it's it, it'll be interesting to see because i don't know where that that feel good bit comes in everything's empire strikes back nothing's return of the jedi mm. but overall now that all nine episodes are bingeable watchable and everything else would you recommend? I already have, and Hartley would do again. I think it's a series in maybe three parts. So, yeah, the first three episodes are yeah. very much about building that mystery, and you know, uh, and I'm so glad, especially we got those first three kind of episodically, and you got to we got to think about it and question it, and the the red helicopter and all that kind of stuff. The middle three probably the most interesting for me. The revelations are all coming through. Um, yep, I'd agree. Uh, yeah. Again, I think whilst I think the conclusion was tried to do maybe a little bit too much in, in what was, I guess, a half an hour. And there was no reason that it had to be a half an hour show, I suppose, because, you know, they could make it. There's no, there's no schedule. Make it as long as you like. Um, uh, yeah, I think it was a satisfying ending. 
I think end to end, it, it's going to be something really fun to rewatch um, at least once. But knowing that it's a hard ending, I wonder if it's something I'll pick up again, you know, a year from now, or if it's just not going to be worth the heartache. Mm. Um, I, I think that um, the middle three were my favourite. I wonder on rewatch whether they will be again because the revelations aren't going to be as new and the teases mm. I know aren't teases. Um, so, you know, that, that kind of <gasps> when, when Monica knows a guy, yeah, you know, knowing that's nothing, you know, is that going to kind of remove bits of it? I think overall it, it's, it's a, it's a great series. I, you know, it, it had so many twists and so many turns. What disappointed me was it teased so much, but didn't deliver on any of those teases. Um, you know, it teased the Sorcerer Supreme, it, it, it teased the Engineer. You know, it, it it had so much opportunities, you know, with, with the Pietro thing. Um, I mean... I, but, you know, it, I, I, I get what they were trying to do, um, but it, it, it kind of disappointed me a little bit in, in that respect. Of the teasers then, so the Pietro thing meant nothing, Mephisto stuff mm. didn't go anywhere, um, and the... Oh, I know someone didn't go anywhere. Which one has pissed yeah. you off the most? Um, I th- I think the Pietro one. Um, I'm not pissed off, but I'm disappointed mm. about the I know someone, just because in my mind that went places. And, and again, it's 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 it, it it's that that thing of. Um, you know, I'm cross because you didn't give me the story that I wanted mm. um, rather than the story you were telling. I'd made up what I think is a better mm. story in my head and you didn't give it to me. Um, and, you know, so that, but it felt as if that was going somewhere and then it just didn't. So that was for me the the one that that's upset me more than anything. And upset is, again, a too strong a word, but that, that was the one that... So arguably yeah, the Pietro me. one, just from a storytelling perspective, um, it could just be that's a fun nod that we used this other person. We used, you know, Evan Peters instead. But yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's with the, it is. Um, hey, I know someone. They made quite a big deal of say, you know, not even referencing, um, uh, you know, gender. It was all they, I know them, that, you know, they're going to be over here. And then it was nobody. So it was mentioned quite a few times, and then it led to literally absolutely nothing. So that was pretty, that was quite intentional, wasn't it? It led to a a, a space rover that wasn't spec built in any way, shape, or form, yeah. and then didn't work. So the tease didn't even have a story story thing around. So as it. an entire plot yeah. line, yeah, I mean the entire plot point That's was just really nothing. Thing. I read. <laughs> Um, I went to the uh, One Division subreddit um, after after watching the finale, and some guy posted on there saying, uh, basically, me after 
having been not watched anything, binge the whole thing, and now come to the summer and read it. Who, who the fuck is Mephisto? Because <laughs> obviously you don't know. <laughs> what are you all talking about? Yeah. So I mean, you know, watching it in a in a binge style mm. way, you would have just watched that. You wouldn't have been pervious to any of the sub conversations or any of the. So that's a good question for you, then, going on because it. you've been against watching it in this way. But now that we've had nine weeks of chat, nine weeks of theory, you know, would you have preferred to have got this on a, on a drop, or are you glad to have it the way you've had it? Definitely a drop, because you know my heart would not be broken. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'd still get a bad ending. You'd just be after nine hours instead of nine weeks, <laughs> or four and a half hours. Yeah. Four and a half hours, yeah. But I mean, interestingly, your heart wouldn't have been broken. But would you have cared about it as much because you wouldn't have been invested? Uh, you know, it, it's it's played with your emotions, and and you know, I understand that's that's kind of you know not a great thing. But would you have had the highs if if would you have had the lows if you hadn't got the highs? Um. I would have got the highs. I mean, obviously, you 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 have the Petro, you you have various other things happening. Um, it, but you but you pay it all off. Yeah, a few minutes within. Yeah, thirty minutes of happening. So you don't you don't have that kind of you know what does it mean? How does this work? It's like oh, it's done. <laughs> Excellent. All right, so we've got um, a break week next week, and then we've got. Um, uh, do we have a break week? We do. So this week is um, a making of. And the 19th of March, uh, Cap and Winter Soldier starts to drop. Uh, Falcon so and Winter Soldier starts to drop. Asking, I'd like to hear from, um, from, the, from the... If anyone... I was going to say from the listeners, but if anyone's actually listened beyond the five minutes of us just cracking up... <laughs> Um, you know, would you have you enjoyed this format of the weekly discussion? Would you want us to do the same thing with Winter Soldier, or should we just go back to the kind of usual topics and news and things like that? Let us know, tweet us. At Kicking in Pod for, for the feedback on that. Um, absolutely. Um, you know, I think that's what we need to discuss with, with the benefit of some feedback as to what people are resonating to and enjoying. Um, as to whether we we continue to talk about it, I don't know whether it's going to be quite as as theory laden. Um, so I suppose it's so you, I, like you know it'll be interesting week by week, um, even if it's a brief sort of chat, or do you just want us to talk about it at the end with a with a nine week? Yes, we felt about it. Six week, okay. Six week for Captain Winter Soldier, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, yes, six episodes. Otherwise, it's going to be all mm. Snyder all the time. Yay! <laughs> Tell me again how you like uplifting and non-depressing things. Uh, I like my grey. Yeah. Justice is misunderstood. Um That will bring us to a close for this week. So thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for staying 
with us beyond the first five minutes of just sheer laughter, I guess. Um, uh, we will be back next week with more conversations about one division, um, as the making of is probably something that we'll we'll look at and talk about briefly. Um, uh, we'll have more conversations about uh, Snyder because let's see how many ways we can get it dropped so people can accidentally add to the viewing totals um, and more of bees singing. Uh, so look after yourself, look after each other, and we will speak to you or yeah. sing to you next week. Bye-bye. Cheerio. Cheerio.